Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. We are going to 1 Timothy chapter 4 tonight to start off with. And uh, just got a nugget to share with you for a little bit here. Out of 1 Timothy 4 and, and then probably some other, most likely some other scriptures too. But uh, we'll begin here. And I want to talk to you about staying spiritually fit. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, in second, or excuse me, first Timothy 4, if you've got it, uh, go to verse 7. The, and I'm reading out of the uh, King James Bible. It says, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise. Everybody say exercise. Oh, you said that with a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> Rather unto godliness, for bodily exercise profits little, or uh, for a little while. You know, it didn't profit you in the life to come. It only profits you right now. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having a promise of the life that now is. See, it'll, it'll profit you now. And of that which is to come. So, it, you know, Godliness profits you right now, and it profits you in the life to come. And godliness, you know, you could say godly devotion, to, you know, devoted to God, you know, committed to God, devoted to Him. Um, but I want to use this first because Paul talks about exercising yourself, you know, and being fit, you know. He talked about how, you know, you could be fit, you know, you could exercise in the natural and get fit, it's going to profit you a little. It's, it's you know, it, 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 when he means that, he's not demeaning uh, physical exercise. He's just saying it's only in this life. It doesn't help you in the next life. And, um, but have me know, just like we can be physically fit, we can be spiritually fit. Amen. You know, I, uh, when I got, when I was in my 30s, uh, I was bending over to tie my shoes and I was getting out of breath. And I thought, I've got to fix this. And so I went on a journey to fix it, you know, and got, got in good shape, lost 40 pounds and all. And, and now I'm back where I'm like, I got to take that journey again and lose about 30 and get back in shape again. So I've made up my mind once I get back from Uganda, I'm going to start working on that. All right. So uh, that's my plan. I figured I might as well wait till I get back because I'm two weeks. I'm not going to be exercising two weeks there. I can tell you that I'm going to be doing things, but not. Physical exercise, I don't have time for that. So, you know, I thought, well, when I get back from Uganda, I'm going to start fixing that again and get back in shape. You know, not that I need it that bad, but, you know, I just thought I would. Praise God. Amen. Actually, we had one of our visit, one, one person, a guy here uh, a couple weeks ago, that, you know, was a visitor, and he said, it's hard to peg your age. He said, I figure you're in your 40s. Hallelujah. I figure I wish he was right. Praise the Lord. But you're about 20-some years off, friend. But anyway, you know, but my, my point is this, that just like you can be physically fit, and I've seen some physically fit people, but just like you can be physically fit, you, you need to be spiritually fit. You need to be spiritual, in good shape spiritually, you know. Uh, and both take work. I certainly wish losing weight was as fun as putting it on. It'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? But it's suffering. Isn't that right? You, you know, there's all kinds of books, and I, I'm not for, I, look, it, look it, whatever, you know, maybe somebody might say something in the right way that helps you, but 
you know, there's just all kinds of diet books out there and diet fads. And I'm not knocking any of it. If you're on one tonight, praise God, you're trying, right? But the point is, it all comes down to the same thing. You can't eat as much as you want to. That's all it is. You, you got to burn more calories than you take in. That's the only way you're going to lose weight. Now, you know, you can get whatever book you want, go on whatever diet you want. I've, I've got friends that are on perpetual diets. I'm serious. I'm not, really. I mean, every time they, they come and speak for me, they're on a special kind of diet normally, you know. Maybe, you know, then I guess the last one didn't work, and now we're on this one, you know. Fif, you know, 50 ways to lose your flubber, you know. <laughs> but, you know, the point is, it all comes back to you've got to be disciplined. That's all there is to it. You've got to be disciplined. Amen? And that's not fun. That's not easy. Amen. You know, some people, it come, it's easier for some people than others, but for those of us that, we, you know, it's, it's not as easy, we understand. It's a, it's a struggle sometimes. Amen. And, um, you know, I was trying to lose weight when I was 158 pounds. And, uh, dear Lord, man, if I'd get back there, I'd shout. And, um, you know, my, my, my point is just like you have to, uh, you have to exercise in the, in the natural, you have to exercise in the spirit if you're going to stay fit. You can't stay fit unless you do something. In other words, it just doesn't automatically happen. Amen? You don't, you don't get a, you, don't get a, you know, a, a, a good body and it's healthy just by accident. You got to work at it. Amen. And so this is what Paul said. He, he said, you know, he said, you got to uh, exercise uh, rather under godliness, exercise, do spiritual exercises. Amen. To keep yourself fit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, one of these days I'm going to preach a, a, a jump up, down, shout message again, but it's been a while. <laughs> I, I preached the last two messages on selfishness, but I don't know. I just take them as they come. Amen. Maybe I need it and God's getting me and then you get, get oh, I don't know. But my point is now, now let's look at Second Timothy chapter uh, two, because I want to read one scripture there, because um, just like you can get out of shape, like when I was in my 30s, I realize I'm out of shape. I'm 30 years old, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm losing. You know, I'm getting out of breath when I bend over, and I thought that's just not right at 30 years old. And um, you know, it's kind of like uh, Dr. Barclay said. You know, he's he says I'm at the age if I bend over and tie my shoes, I always ask myself, is there anything else I can do while I'm down here? <laughs> now that I'm down here, if, if there's something else that needs to be done, let's do it. But, you know, I, I beat that. I, uh, I, I got in shape. I, I lost all that weight. I lost 40 pounds. I got in shape, you know, and then, you know, I was good for a while and then quit being disciplined. And then that started creeping back on, you know, and about, about a year and a half ago or two years ago, I kept having a nagging running injury. And so I started backing off of that and slowing down off that. And then along with that, I started eating more food. And the combination of not running and eating food somehow caused me to put on weight. I think the food has something to do with it. I really do. 
Because it just seems like the more I eat, the bigger I get. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe the government can study that out. Maybe we can have some kind of study we pay for to find that out, you know. Yeah, well, we're, you know, we, we need to know what, what causes this. Well, how many know, we know what causes it, right? And when we're out of shape spiritually, we should know what causes because we're not doing spiritual things. Amen. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, this may not be a real exciting message tonight, <laughs> but I think it'll help us. Um, it, verse 4 says, No man... 2 Timothy 2, 4, No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So, you know, when you're in, uh, you know, when you're, uh, when you're in warfare, you know, you, you, a lot of times you, you don't even know what's going on in the country. You don't know what's going on at home. You know, guys that went to Vietnam or World War II and things, you know, they're over there. They're not entangled with everyday life. I mean, they got one mission, and that's warfare. And so it, it's just like you're, you're, uh, you're in a different world, you know. And Paul said that when you're a soldier, which all of us are, you know, somebody should have told us when we get saved, we enlisted in God's army, amen. Right. And so as soldiers, we're not to get entangled with the affairs of this life. Now, we all have affairs of this life. You can't get away from that, right? But you're not to be entangled in the affairs of this life. In other words, that's not supposed to be your focus and what you think about all the time. Because what happens is you start getting uh, flabby. I mean, you know what flabby is. You start putting on extra weight, right? And uh, you get to the point where all you think about is the things of the world, see? And so when that happens, what happens is you get out of shape spiritually because you're not doing spiritual, your spiritual homework. And so, you know, I mean... You, you, you got you to watch, you know, like if, if you're trying to, one of the things that I did when I was trying to lose weight, what, you know, I, I, I realized there are certain places I probably need to avoid, like buffets. I thought Paul said, buffet your body daily. <laughs> no, he said, buffet your body daily. <laughs> you need to read that again. <laughs> Because I always had, and I still have this mentality, which I don't go to buffets very often, because I feel like I've got to get my money's worth. And it usually ends up, I not only get my money's worth, I get your money's worth. It's like, now this was told to me for a true story, okay? I'm just telling you what, it was told to me as a true story. If it's not, it's not my fault, but it was told to me as a true story. This guy said he was in this restaurant, it was a buffet. And it was all you could eat. It was a Chinese buffet. And it was all you could eat. And he said, this guy just kept going back and back and back and back. And he said, finally, the cook came out and said, the sign says, all you can eat, not eat all. <laughs> so I learned, you know, if I was going to lose weight, this may not be real deep spiritual tonight, but I think we're going to learn something from it, Okay. Uh, I, I, just, I just learned, you know, if I'm going to lose weight, there's things I have to avoid, you know. I can't get caught up with certain things. And so, you know, I, I, and, and I didn't, you know, I didn't go on any weird diet to lose 40 pounds. I didn't like, go, you know, because they were, you know, I had friends that were on these diets and there's nothing, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying they're not for me because I know I'm not going to do, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I know I'm not going to live that way. I know I'm not, I know I'm not ever going to not eat another piece of pie. You can forget it. Not going to happen. 
I just know it. It's like, and this is the truth. There was in this one town, there was a McDonald's restaurant. I'm not making this up. A health food store right beside it. The health food store had on their sign, eat here, live healthy. McDonald's put on their sign to fire back, eat here, die happy. <laughs> That's true. It really was. I guess they were kind of in a little war with one another, you know, for customers. But I'm sure McDonald's won out. But anyway, you know, and you know what I'm saying. So I understood, you know, look, I'm, I can't go on these weird diets because I'm not going to stick with it because... Because I'm just not, none of my friends ever do. I mean, they start on these things and they never stay on them, you know. I mean, well, you, you know, and I'm not knocking any of them. I'm just saying that, you know, you, it just comes down. you got to be disciplined in what you eat. So I told myself, I said, look, here, here's what, here's the deal. You're not going to swear off anything. You're not swearing off bread. You're not swearing off butter. You're not swearing off ice cream. You're not swearing off, uh, somebody name another staple of life. Peanut brittle, Oreo cookies, Pepsi. Pepsi. Well, you guys know your staples really well, don't you? You've been that government pyramid, right? <laughs> but here's what I told myself. You're not going to eat that stuff in mass quantity. You're not going to do that. That's a treat. Amen. Amen. And so you're just not going to do that. You're going to, you're going to eat like a normal person. <laughs> Help me, Pastor Chuck. In other words, you're not going to, you're not going to overeat. You're not going to do that. And so the, the weight just began to drop off. It just began to fall off with exercise, of course, with exercise along with that. But I, I still, you know, like, you know, I, I would have friends say, well, no, I, I'm on this special diet and I don't, I, don't eat, I don't eat this, I don't eat any carbs. And I'm not knocking it, so don't get offended if, you, if you're on that diet and that's helping you. That's good. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to do that. And I said, I'm not going to do that because I know my personality. I won't stick with that. Because what's going to happen there is I'm going to have a desire for bread one night and eat the whole loaf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never understood people could just, you know, open an Oreo, you know, cookie thing and just eat one of them. I have to take out the whole pew. <laughs> so, so I would know, you know, you can't have that around the house because you've got, you've got no, see, you got to know yourself, right? You got, you don't have any control. It's just like, you know, Phyllis, you know, Phyllis brought me home a big tub of peanut brittle here about three, four weeks ago. She said, well, I was going to call you and ask you if it was okay, but I don't know, she couldn't get me. I didn't have my phone. Her phone was in the car. So she said, I just went ahead and got it. I hope you did the right thing. Oh, sister, you did the right thing. <laughs> After about halfway through that thing, oh, sister, don't ever do that again. Because I got no quitting sense with this stuff. You know, I mean, I want to get rid of it all right now. And so I would watch that stuff, but... My point is, is if you're going to have a fit body, you got to have some discipline, right? You got to be disciplined. You may not, you know, I, I mean, and, and I've got friends, you know, they won't eat this or they won't eat that. And, they, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But I know me and I'm not you. So don't even, don't, you know, it's like, don't, don't even try friend to get me go there. I'm not going there. I know me. 
Unless it's so quiet. Well, I had this special diet for you. Well, throw it in the trash. I don't want it. My diet is just to be disciplined. That's right. Amen. Amen. I don't know why I'm telling all this personal stuff. You don't need to know it. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, my, my point is, is you can, get, you can get so caught up in life, you can get so caught up with the things of the world that literally you become flabby spiritually. You, you get out of shape spiritually. Amen. Now, uh, look at the book of Luke chapter 21. And I know we're looking at some scripture tonight. I'm not going to go long tonight. I don't think I have a whole lot tonight. But what I do have, I think, is valuable to you. Uh, that we, 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 we make sure we're in good shape spiritually. And we understand that just like we have a responsibility to uh, keep our bodies in shape. And that, that doesn't mean you have to have this perfect weight. Perfect, but, but you know what I'm saying. You've got, you got to keep yourself in decent shape if you're going to finish your race, right? Amen. So, you know, you work on it and you keep yourself in good shape. Just like you have to do that, you have to do that spiritually. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself. See, Nobody can do it for you. It's like nobody can lose weight for you. I wish they could. I'd have Pastor Chuck work on that for me. He seems to be good at it. But, you know, and I notice, you know, Pastor Chuck and I, we've gone out to eat together and and I've noticed that he'll get just as big as a burger as I get. He will. But he cuts his in half and takes half home in a container. <laughs> I cut my half, mine in half and take both, both parts home in a human container. <laughs> we both take them home. He just takes his home in a different container than I do. That's called discipline, right? Amen. I never understood people that could just get a, you know, a box of chocolates and eat one out of there. I want to rip the end open and dump the whole thing in, you know. But you can't allow yourself just to do it. Are you with me now? See, I, I, had a, I prayed for a guy one time, and he was having some physical problems, and he told me this. I, I still can't hardly believe this is the truth, but this is what he told me. He said, I drink 18 sodas a day. I thought, well, prayer for you is not going to help much. I may mean, prayed for him, but I thought, that's not going to fix it. You've got to quit that stuff. That's, that's, that, your body's not meant to process that, right? I'm not saying you can't have one, but not 18. Amen. And so the same thing's true spiritually. You can't just feed off worldly things all the time and expect you're going to be spiritually fit. You can't watch 14 hours of TV a day and expect to be spiritually fit. You've got to do some spiritual things. Amen? Like, you know, how about read the Bible? How about pray? How about worship the Lord? How about come to church? Oh, I don't got, I don't got time to go to the church. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> just for the recording, Pastor Jerry said, you'll never hear me say that. I believe you. You're a spiritual man. Hallelujah. But you know what? Hey, hey, here's the facts. There, there's probably people in our church that spend more time at the gym than they do here. What's it so quiet? It's okay to go to the gym, but you got to go to church too. There are people, oh, I can't make it but one service, but you're at the gym four or five times a week, there for two hours at a time. 
Well, thank God for the gym, but I mean, you need you need to, you need to, you need some spiritual exercise, not not just physical exercise. You need that over there too. I'm not knocking that, but why would you why would you say I got time for this, but I don't have time for my spirit man? Well, that's good preaching. Amen. You got to keep them all. You got to keep. How I many know you got to? Keep, the, the Bible says we're spirit, soul, and body. Right. You, you got to keep all three areas in shape yes, if you're right. going to finish your race, right? Right. right? You can't just feed on mental candy all the time. I mean, you got to you got to feed yourself some good stuff, right? Just like physical food, you can't eat junk food all the time. Expect to be healthy. You're going to get yourself in trouble. There's some food, well, it isn't even food. It's like Preston and I. I don't know where Preston's at. There he is. Preston and I was talking about he's something about he was eating the other day. He said they were praying over it. He thought, what are we doing praying over this? This isn't even food. <laughs> we're asking God to bless our food, and it's not even food. This is junk. <laughs> it's still a good idea to pray over it, just in case there's something poisonous in there. But the, I got his point. It's like we're asking God to, to bless something that's not even food. Um, so you can't live off that stuff. You've got to live off stuff that was alive. Amen? Amen. All right, enough of that. But my, my point is just simply saying, lot, spiritually, it's a lot the same way. You can get flabby by just all you do is feed off natural things. I mean, all you got time for is the TV, the news, politics, current events, shopping network, Jeopardy. What was that one we used to watch as kids? Uh, Monty Hall was on it. Let's make a deal. Always take curtain number three. Anyway, you know, you can't feed up. I mean, that stuff has no spiritual value whatsoever. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means you need to, you need to something else in your system besides that. Amen. You know, you need the word. Right. You need to feed yourself. You know, you, you, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You've got to feed yourself the word, see. See, this may sound, I checked this out. I had, I had this in my notes, and I, I was looking at some old notes today, and I thought, I wonder where I got that at. And I checked it out to make sure it was, make sure it was accurate, you know. And, and, they, and it's estimated that most people spend 4.6 years of their life eating. Some more, some less. Think about that. 4.6 of your, years of your life, you're, you're eating. Those are good years, right? Wow. Those were some of my fondest memories. Praise God. But help me understand. No, I'm not making this up, guys. 4.6 years, if you count it in time, you know, now not me because I eat fast, so mine's probably 2.6 years. But, you know, I mean, I eat so fast, my fork, it'll sizzle if you put it in water. I'm on a mission. But here's the thing. I wonder how many people spend 4.6 years of their life with God. I'm talking about believers. And wonder why we're not spiritually fit. What's because we're, do- we're not doing things that make ourselves spiritually fit. Amen. And so what's going to happen? What happens if you're not physically fit? What happens? Disease. Most diseases, not all, 
But a lot of diseases are simply because people aren't fit physically. They're not eating the right stuff. They're not taking care of their temple. They're not exercising. And therefore, because the reason I know this, because I've got friends that they, they got diagnosed with diseases and they changed their lifestyle and it went away. Right? That doesn't mean every disease is going to go away. You don't understand that. But some will. Because some of them are caused because you're not eating right, you're not exercising right, you're sedentary, sed, sed, sedentary, light, sed, help me. Pe- That's not working for me. <laughs> this is one of the, your lazy life. Yeah, there you go. Same thing. <laughs> well, I'll use the easier word. Sometimes I have trouble with certain words saying them. Takes me a little while. So you have to understand, so that, that's causing you problems physically, right? Well, the same thing's true spiritually. You have problems spiritually. What you, you have depression, oppression, right. all those things. Right. The Lord said this to me years ago. He said, he, said, one of the, he said, one reason why people think that they're depressed, he says, because their spirit's depressed because it's not allowed to do spiritual things. And they think it's natural. And it's not, it's spiritual. If they'd worship God with all their heart and, and you know, fellowship with Him, all that'd go away. Because the joy of the Lord's our strength. Amen? And so we have to know, just like we have to take care of our bodies, we have to take care of our spirit, man. Amen? We have to stay spiritually fit. Amen? Look at this in Luke chapter 21. Jesus is talking here in Luke 21, verse 34. Jesus said, and take heed to yourselves. So whose job is it? It's our job, isn't it? Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged. Or you could say weighed down. With the King James uses the word surfeiting. Now that's an old word, and it means excess. It could be excess in anything. Uh, and he says, and drunkenness, which I think we should know we shouldn't be partaking of that, right? Or, and I notice this, here's one, and cares of this life. So that day come upon you unawares. In other words, Jesus said, if you allow your heart to be weighed down with excess, doing things in excess, there's a balance to life, right? right. And uh, you, uh, you, you get loaded down with the cares of this life. And of course, drunkenness, we ought to know that, one, that one's not acceptable. Um, he said, that day, the day of the Lord's return, would come upon you unawares. You'd be so spiritually insensitive that you wouldn't recognize it. You wouldn't see the time we're living in. Now, people that are spiritually sensitive know that we're in the last days. I mean, it's just obvious. You know, we're keen to it. We're seeing it. We, we, we're seeing that. And he went on to say, verse 35, he says, for as a snare shall it come on all of them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. See, keep yourself spiritually fit. That ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So Jesus has just given his disciples a warning and us that one of the things that we got to watch out in the last days is that we don't let our hearts be weighed down with carnal things. Because if we do, we could literally miss the return of the Lord. What Jesus said, you know, he said this, he said, because iniquity would abound, the love of many would grow cold. Now I'm seeing that because 
Iniquity is abounding in America. It's abounding all over the world. People's spiritual lives are getting cold. They're being affected by that. How many know you have to be on guard? Amen. You know, it's, you know what get, what's in the world gets in the church if you don't watch it. See? And so you have to be on guard that you're, you stay spiritually sharp in these days that we're in. Amen. Because that'll get off on you. And you have to watch it. Are you with me now? I, I, I hope I'm not boring you tonight. I mean, this, I'm not spitting, I'm not shouting, I'm not running, I'm not jumping, but I'm preaching some good things here to you, see. See, see J- Jesus said it like this. He said, then, he said, this is what the kingdom of God would be like. He said, then, the kingdom of God will be like this. And he's talking about the end times. Then, in the end times, this is what the kingdom of God is going to be like. He said, it's going to be like ten virgins. Five are wise, five are foolish. Five t- took their lamps and took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Five just took their lamps, no extra oil. See? Five wise, five foolish. The difference was the amount of oil they took. Five of them saw in these end times, we're going to need some extra stuff. Five just kept living life like always, and they weren't ready. Now, that's a warning to us, isn't it? That's a warning to us. That if we're going to make it, I, 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 I believe, I still believe in the rapture of the church. I do. I still believe in the rapture. I know some don't any longer, but that's, that's up to them. I still believe in the rapture of the church. I still think there's plenty of scriptural basis that shows us Jesus is coming to get his church out of here before the tribulation period. But one of the things Jesus is warning us is we better be ready because the bridegroom's coming. And those that weren't ready, see, the Bible says they said, our lamps have gone out. In other words, we can't see to get ready for the bridegroom. See, see, there was, a, there was a shout made, the bridegroom's coming. Well, that shout's going out today. And they all, they all woke up, but five of them, did, their lamps went out, and they couldn't see to get ready. They said, we're going to have to go buy some. We're going to have to... And we're going to have to go buy some oil for our lamps. And when they went to buy, the bridegroom came. What's that tell us? See, Jesus told us the, the, the parable of the story. He said, I'm telling you, watch, therefore, and be ready. For you know not what hour your Lord comes. So it's just a parable to teach us, stay ready. And in these last days, it's even more important because there's just more to, to pull us away. Amen. Yeah, I mean, I was um, sitting with a guy, uh, and he was talking about his brother-in-law. And he said, and he was, I mean, he was, he was just making a comment. He said, my brother-in-law, he has, I don't know what kind of cable, TV, satellite, whatever he has. But he told me, he said, he can get 750 stations. Well, I never heard of that one. I don't know where he got it, but, but you know, this was another uh, minister that I was talking to one day. We were sitting at a table, and he said, he, he gets 750, I, I don't know where he got, I don't know where, he, he doesn't live around here, but, um, and I thought, you know, when I was growing up, we got three, four on a good day, but even at that, you had to get up and move the antenna. Remember that? You'd have to climb that. You'd have to climb up uh, that pole and 
we had that little triangle thing, whatever they called it, you know, and you climb up that thing, get up there and turn the antenna, try to get the station in, you know. And so our lives weren't cluttered like they are today. We didn't have all this electronic stuff, right? See, elect- see this modern day stuff can be a blessing, but it can be a curse also if you, if you don't watch it. It'll, it'll curse your life, see. You got you to get, you get a control on that. Amen. People are on their phones. I mean, I see, I see adults and I'm like, you know, they go out to eat and the whole time they're all just sitting there looking at their phones. It's like there's no communication. It's like, well, it's my business how long I'm on, on my phone. It sure is. You, but it's, 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 it's robbing from you. Amen. But I, I, I go back, I'm old enough, I, I go back to the days when we didn't have all that and we had a lot more free time. It's like, man, there's no time. I don't have time for anything today. It's because there's, so there's so much interruptions. There's so much distractions. We need to learn to cut and trim some of that out. Sometimes I think cell phones are a curse. I mean, they, they can be a blessing, but they can be a curse too. I, I remember the days when pagers came out. Boy, those were a real curse. Those were of the devil. You know, as a good little pastor, I got me one of those pages so people can get me, you know. I mean, they just can't call my home, my home phone now, but they can actually get me when I'm not home. They can page my, I put my pager number in the bulletin, you know. And that thing would go off, you know. <laughs> you go look at it, and I wonder who this is. You know, you can call that number. And, is service at 7 tonight? <laughs> yeah, it has been for 25 years. You know, and you think, yeah, now I got to, you know, you're out in the middle of the country, now I got to go find a phone. I don't know if it's an emergency or not, you know. So then we, we progress to cell phones and so forth, and now, you're, you know, your phone's on your watch and everything else. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just crazy. And all that can just suck the life out of you if you don't get a hold of it. I, 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 it it's got its blessings. I, I admit, man, I mean, I love, I love the, the, the convenience now to study the Bible. You know, because, you know, I don't have to drag all the books out there. I'll just all right there on my iPad. That's good. But you just got to watch it. I said you got to watch it, that it doesn't consume all your time. Amen. You got to keep your spiritual life up. Amen. Let's look at one last scripture. Did you get something out of this tonight? Go to the book of Proverbs chapter 24. That's what Jesus was talking about in that scripture we read. Don't get weighed down. Don't let your heart get weighed down with all the extra stuff that the world has to offer. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Does that mean we can't have all this technology? You can, but you've got to control it. Don't let it control you. Did y'all hear that? You control it. Just like you have to watch your food, your intake, you have to watch your intake of all this other stuff. Because it'll rob you spiritually. Mm -hmm. See, we we Americans, we're sitting in the lap of luxury. I know we, we complain about things. But we still got a pretty, we still got a cushy as can be. See, I'll be going to places here coming up where it is not cushy. All right? They don't have all this, but yet, you know, we have to make, and we, I thank God for it. I'm not complaining. I thank God we got the things we have. But you got to watch that they don't get you. 
Amen. That you control them. They don't, they don't rob you spiritually. Amen. And so, you know, you, I mean, yeah, you got the ability. You can watch TV 24 hours a day if you wanted to, but, but why would you do that? Why not spend time with God? Amen. Now, Proverbs 24, I want you to look at this, and I'm going to close right here. Uh, Proverbs 24, verse 10 uh, says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Only, you know, he didn't say it was because of the adversity. He says it's because of your strength. Now, this, I, this really came to me. This really hit me. Uh, it was uh, several years ago. I noticed I was being troubled by some uh, things going on in my life. Uh, there were some testing, some trials going on. Uh, but that's nothing new. Those happen. Nobody gets by without those. So they were normal things. I mean, they were stuff that's, that had happened before. It wasn't like the first time I'd ever faced this kind of test or this kind of trial, but just things going on. And I, and I, I noticed they were bothering me. You know, they were getting to me. And so I went to God and I said, now, Lord, I said, you know, I've got these things going on. And, I'm, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm not a rookie here. I've faced this stuff before. But why is it bothering me? And he took me to that scripture in Proverbs 24.10. I mean, just, it was just supernatural. He led me to that scripture, Pastor Chuck, in Proverbs 24.10. And I read that, and it said, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength's small. The problem isn't the adversity, it's your strength. And he said, son, you've let, your, you've let yourself get run down spiritually. Now, I didn't realize I had. But he pointed it out, and I realized, I got to thinking about it, I got to think, well, you know what? Uh, you know, as a preacher, I have to study the, the Word to preach to people. But that's not feeding myself, right? I mean, over the last couple of weeks, I spent hours upon hours getting stuff ready that I'm going to be using coming up, you know, in, on my trip. But that's not feeding myself. And I realized, wait a minute, a lot of the time I'm feeding on the Word, I'm doing to get ready to preach to somebody. And, 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 the, and the Lord said, There's, that, that's your problem. You've grown weak. You've grown weak. Have you ever gone without food for a period of time? How about you, Pastor Jerry? <laughs> you, you get weak, don't you? I don't remember. <laughs> It was forty. It was forty minutes. He went without eating. So, what what happens? What, see, see, your strength begins to wane on you, doesn't it? It begins to go down. See what happens because you're not you're not taking anything in to replenish. You're constantly burning energy, even if you're not even like you're not really active. You're constantly burning something just by your body ticking. See, and so if you don't if you don't replenish that after a while, you start to get weak. I mean, you could take something just as, just as, 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 as light as this water bottle here and just lift it like that. I mean, it's nothing. But you keep doing that long enough, and that starts to, you, and you don't replenish your strength, something begins to happen to you. You begin to get weak. And that's what the Lord was showing me. He said, the problem isn't with your adversity you're facing, son. The problem is you've, 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 got, you've got yourself get run down spiritually. And so he said, you need to take some time off and you need to replenish your strength, which I did. 
and it changed everything, see. But I had to do what God said to do. I had to, I had to get myself back in shape spiritually. Amen. I don't mean I was backslid. I don't mean I was out there living in sin. I don't mean any of that. I just mean I'd let myself get weak spiritually and run, you know, and didn't even realize it and, and run down. And um, I, had to, I had to feed myself and get back in shape again. Paul said it this way. He said, our, our struggle, our wrestle... We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with principalities, with powers, with rulers of the darkness of this world, with spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. That's talking to all of us, folks, all of us. So he said the thing to do is be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. What is he saying? Well, he's simply saying to us, he's simply saying to us that if we're going to be victorious in life, we have to have spiritual strength. Your victory, listen to me, now hear me out as I close this out. The world doesn't know anything about this. They just think to have victory, you've got to have an education. That's what calls you to be successful in life. Did you know success isn't defined by how many Bentleys you have? That's a car. That's not a grandson. Brittany's got all of the Bentleys she wants right now. Her and Travis. Now, how many know success isn't defined by that? See, the, the, the world thinks if I just, you know, if I just, you know, get the right education, do the right things, I'll have success. No, no, you can have all that stuff and be miserably defeated inside. Success comes from spiritual strength. Amen. Amen. I didn't become a success until I met Jesus Christ. That's when my life started to get better. Amen. It wasn't through money. Money's good. God doesn't mind you having money. Nothing wrong with it. But success doesn't come through that. It comes through spiritual strength. It comes through, it comes through God. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Amen. I was reading this article. This, 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 this article the other day, you know, the... Uh, I don't remember what it's called, it's, it's the lottery, but it got up to like a, I think it was like a billion dollars. A billion dollars. And uh, so I was reading this article, and it talked about past lottery winners. Past lottery winners. You would not believe the mess these people's lives are in. It was, a, it was something, you know, you think... Man, if you, you won all that money that you'd, you know, you'd be happy, you'd be successful. Their lives were a wreck. Money didn't fix them. All money does is just reveal what you already are. It magnifies it. If you're a bad person, money makes you worse. If you're a good person, money makes you even with more ability to do good. Amen. So it's not the money. It's, it's the spiritual substance that's inside of you. Glory to God. That's what's going to put you over in life. Amen. What did God tell Joshua? He said, if you'll meditate in the Word day and night, you will be able to do, you will, you will have good success. Good success.
I was reading that one day and I thought, wait a minute, is there anything but good success? I thought, yes, there is. There's bad success. People can be successful and it's bad success because it's success outside of the will and plan of God. But good success means I'm in the will of God. Praise God. I don't know about you. I want good success, not just success. Hallelujah. Whatever that, whatever, that, whatever that looks like in God's plan for my life, that's what I want. Amen? Praise the Lord. Whatever that might be. But God's Word will get you there. Amen. And amen. Final story. Promise. This pastor, he said, he said, you know, he said, to, he said I had this, this guy in my church, you know, and uh, he wasn't educated at all. He, he didn't finish school. He could not read and he could not write. So he, he, didn't, he didn't go very far, you know. And he said, this guy uh, came to my church and he said, uh, I want to give a testimony. So pastor said, oh, brother. So he said, I'll let him, you know. He got up and he said, I was in prison. Well, this is this guy's story. Pastor said, this guy said, I was in prison. And he said, somebody sent me some of pastor's tapes. And I got to listen to those tapes. And he said, uh, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. He said, and uh, pastor taught, you know, some of his teaching was on how, how to be successful in life, you know, spiritually, how to use God's principles and be a success in life because the Bible tells us you can be. Joshua chapter 1, Psalm chapter 1. He said, so he began, he began, he said, I began to, to, you, to, to do what pastor said. He said, he said, and you know what? He said, I got out of prison. Everybody started clapping. He said, wait, wait. He said, I got me a job making $7 an hour. Everybody started clapping. He said, wait, wait, wait. He said, then I got a job making $12 an hour. Everybody started clapping. He said, wait, wait, wait. He said, then I got a job making $20 an hour. Everybody started clapping. He said, then I bought my own business. He said, now I make $30,000 a month. Did y'all hear that? Prison to $30,000 a month because he got a hold of the word of God. And he actually did it. Amen. He applied it. Amen. And pastor said, wow. He said, that's a good testimony, brother. He said, but we got, he, he said, we got to teach you to read and write. Because if you could do that without reading and writing, you, you know. But see, it wasn't his natural education that got him there. It was that he just began to believe God and began to trust God. And God began to bless him, see. He began to, he began to get himself spiritually fit. Now, he needs to learn something things naturally too, which pastor said, we taught him how to read and write. And uh, he said, but you know, he said he was already doing, he was already taken off because he just got a hold of these teachings from the word and he began to believe it and he began to apply it and he began to do it and God began to bless him. Amen. He got himself spiritually fit. That's the most important thing. Amen. Stand up everybody. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.